0: So I was literally in the middle of doing chores when I decided to stop and record this video. I was becoming inundated with thoughts, thoughts about reality, thoughts about the code behind the reality, thoughts about the Kabbalion and balance and (laughs) just seeing the code, seeing the system for what it is and what we can learn from that, what we can do with that knowledge, with that information. I happened... Also to be wearing this shirt available on one of my favorite websites, DressForDystopia.com. It says, I am just a puppet who can see the string. And it features one of my favorite fictional characters of all time, Dr. Manhattan. Um, So it was quite fitting. And I thought, gosh, I need to write this out. But then I thought, no, actually, I I can talk it out. I can talk it out. So I can get the ideas in one space and then share the information with people who are on the same wavelength, who can understand this information and then use the information to better sort of like see behind the code. I had posted a video that I had available only to my subscription channel. I have several videos on there presently and just randomly decided to make it public on my regular YouTube channel and then John shout out to John, commented. And apparently, right when I posted the video, it was an old video I'd recorded in the spring. He was going through a thought process that reflected what I was discussing in the video. And he just happened to come across the video where I was talking about exactly what he was thinking about and what he was kind of going through without going into too much details. And it really had me thinking about, one, a collective consciousness. I just finished reading The Midwich Cuckoos by, I think it's John, The Midwich Cuckoos by John Wyndham. And it's a bit of a build up. It's a fictional story uh, about basically, well, I don't even know what it was. It's just in the town of Midwich, a bunch of women got pregnant simultaneously. Like time kind of stopped, everybody passed out. And then all of a sudden, like a bunch of women, I think it was like 60 women or something like that, all got pregnant at the same time. I don't want to spoil the ending it's a good build-up, but the ending had me thinking a lot about aliens, about AI. And I will post clips of the book to the telegram group so that you guys can give it a listen. There's certain sections of the book that had me thinking, but there was a part of it where they discuss how the males, even though they were in a bunch of like separate bodies, it seemed to be just one mind kind of controlling all of the males. And then it seemed to be just one mind controlling all the females. So whatever one male learned, all of a sudden, all of the men, all the men, the boys of these children, um, they all learned. And then same with the female. So the conclusion, fictional book, but it's very thought provoking. The conclusion was that it was two separate hive minds and the one of the characters kept saying, well, I could only think about, the only thing I can think about is like Adam and Eve. What I liked about it was that it wasn't the traditional understanding of Adam and Eve being man and woman, one entity. He was speaking more about the consciousness, the mind that controlled all these bodies. Over and over again, I keep getting messages from people who are saying things like, I think I am you. At first, it was a bit unsettling. And then it just became sort of like, okay, I should pay attention to this. Because if you focus on just, okay, the body, then it doesn't make any sense. That sentence of, I think I'm you, doesn't make any sense. But if you start thinking beyond what we have been told reality is, and start thinking about, I should say, the conventional understanding of what reality is, and then we start thinking about collective consciousness, shared consciousness, mind, and what that means. Can one mind inhabit many forms? You know, the, the, The one electron hypothesis, for example, right? Is everything just one electron? Are all electrons just one electrons? Sort of moving through space-time simultaneously right now. You then start to get a different perspective on reality, on people. See, if I can have a thought that seemed like an errant thought that happened to perfectly match what somebody else is thinking miles away, is it that hard to believe that there are certain groups of people who work collectively one mind having various experiences. We already believe in the concept of the collective consciousness. Like that is echoed through Buddhism and Hinduism, right? It's all Brahma, but can you pull that down? And then can you make it even smaller groups? Like, are there small groups of like hundred thousand people with one mind, just acting through different bodies, having parallel experiences, going through parallel experiences, thinking the same things, thinking the same things simultaneously. When you sit with that, all of a sudden life doesn't feel so alone, does it? If you know that even if you are in one body, in one mind, you are also (laughs) several minds and several bodies, if not more. I don't know what the number is. It's just I have had enough people say, I think I'm you, and they say it in a way, and I, and I honestly commend them for saying that because I don't know if I would reach out to a person and say that to them. It's fascinating to me that they feel comfortable saying that. I mean, it's it's always matched up with this, I, f- I know that you won't judge me, and I just want to tell you that this is how I feel. We're having the same sort of parallel experiences, like losing a sibling at a young age. like that, like... Thinking the same thing at the same time, having parallel experiences, is it one mind sort of echoing different lives simultaneously? That is wild to me, but it's worth recording and talking about. The reason why I like this shirt is because it helps me sort of put things in perspective in regards to reality and life and everything and the universe. I've come a long way. You guys have watched the journey, those of you who are regulars to the show, of, you know, sort of trying to understand and accept the fact that we have very limited free will and also discussing aspects of the fact that there is an intelligence that sort of navigates our lives, right? Puppet has a negative connotation. It gives, you know, Pinocchio, there are no strings on me, right? And when it, whenever you tell people, You know, there is no, like, or there's extremely limited free will. They want to move their bodies. And it's like, that's not, this is deeper than that. You have autonomy. You can move your body. I could do this, that, and the other. That's not what we're discussing here. It's, are you in control of the things that are happening to you? And most of the time, are you in control of how you're reacting to it? Most people are not. The subtitle of this episode was going to be called How to Exercise Grace. Because the fact of the matter is as as much in my head as I possibly am and as many books that I've read, and I've read a lot on the nature of reality, on quantum physics, on theoretical physics, on philosophy, all of the above, there's still, I still react. I still am in my head. I have still, I still get sucked in to the the mind virus, to to the listening of the ego, to the pain body, all all of these words that we've all, internal monologue, that all of these other minds have sort of come up with to try to help us understand our reality experience. I still succumb to that. And sometimes I'm so in my head that I forget that other people are as well. In the second part of the video, The Curse of Success its a two-part series. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, please do. I mentioned that even with a time travel machine, every time I pick up a book, every time I have a new experience, I change. I'm not the same person I was when I recorded that video as I am today because that version of Joe didn't know what Joe is talking about really right now. Wasn't aware of it, at least on a conscious level. And so if I were to sit and have a conversation with her about what I'm discussing in this video today, she will have aha moments because at that time, she would not have been aware of what I'm talking to you guys right now of. We need to extend that same sort of grace and gratitude to other people. We have been programmed with this idea that a person is continuously them, but they're not, are they? There was an individual in a group, she had mentioned a snake and how each person, if you look at them throughout time, space time, it's not one individual, it's sort of a snake. And Stanford, I can't find this paper to save my life, but a few years ago, I'd run into an article by Stanford that they were more or less saying the same thing. That if you take an individual and you slice them through time, they're, they're like snakes, like serpents. Um, remove the negative connotation that comes with snakes. It's the movement. I wanna build on that and then I want you to take that and apply that to other people. The person who you are thinking of right now that maybe did not behave in the way you wanted them to behave, or if maybe they made a promise that, uh, that they couldn't keep or they're no longer keeping, you have to understand when you hear a person say something, there's a lot going on. One, a lot of the time they're just reacting to what's going on in that present moment. A lot of thought really a lot of conscious thought isn't going into what is coming out of their mouth. I myself will go back and listen to my own podcast and be like, holy shit, like that was deep. <laughs> because most of the time, I'm not, if there is a collective hive mind in which I'm just a fragment, or if you want to say there's group of hive minds, small groups of one mind occupying various forms, it's not me necessarily saying certain things, it's the mind pulling from all of these experiences of other people and giving me the ideas that I can speak about in that moment and then share it with you to bring that to your forefront of your consciousness. But most of the time people aren't aware of the things that they're saying. And most of the time when they say things in that moment, they do mean it, unless they're pathological liars, most of the time they do mean it in that moment. We run into trouble with hope. You guys know my gripe, my gripe, my gripe has always been against free will and the illusion of it and the, and hope and how dangerous those two ideas are. Please check out previous episodes. If you kind of want to understand what I mean by, you know, like hope, it's just a false, it's a false, it's like a, it's like a net that's made of spider webs. Right? So there's no, if we're not controlling a lot in our reality, then there's really no need to hope for things. You could be optimistic and trust that no matter what happens, it's all for the greater good. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but hope, as you guys have heard me say time and time again, there is a reason why hope was in Pandora's box of evil. I would argue, I would imagine, I would say the ancient Greeks knew kind of what I was talking about right now, what I'm talking about right now. They had a better understanding than we do in our present time. But a lot of times when people say things, they mean well, When they make promises, they mean well. When they set intentions, they mean well. Just keep it in that space if you can. All the promises that that person made to you about what they intend to do and that they said that they will do it. I will do it. They can barely exercise (laughs) free will over their own selves. Think Think about the addictions that most people suffer from right? Social media. I have a friend that's like chronically on TikTok and she's like, I can't stop. You can't will yourself off your phone. You can't stop eating badly. You can't stop drinking. You can't stop vaping. You can't stop smoking. You can't stop smoking weed. You can't go to bed on time. You can't stop procrastinating. You can't focus. If you can't sort that out, And I'm not laughing, I'm all, most of that shit that I listed, minus the stuff that's bad for your body, I struggle with. I procrastinate, You know, I stay up late, I'm working on it. If if you can't manage to control that level of will so that you are doing things that are actually good for you, good for your body, good for your mind, good for your soul in the present moment, then you have to, and the person you're talking to can't even will themselves to not eat an extra cookie. (laughs) Shout out to Jay. That they're not supposed to be eating because they're trying to get fit. When they say that they intend to do something, give them grace. Give them grace. Keep them in that moment. Understand that that version of themselves at that moment in space time, they do have the intention to do what they say they're going to do in that moment. Give them grace. You might be the kind of person where because you said something, you do it. But most people aren't conscious, most people aren't aware, most people can't see their strings. So in that moment when they make a promise or they say they're going to do something, it does ring true to them. And then when you try to hold them up to, but you said you're going to do this, there's this disconnect, there's this sort of like, well, yes, I know what I said, but you know in that context taking out of context blah 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 or they make that kind of statement and it's like no that was the appropriate statement you you context you that was what you said but then you run the risk of sort of butting heads unnecessarily and that's because you it's it's a failure on your end and it's actually not even a failure it's just I'm being sort of hyperbolic there it's just that's the society that we live in it's a society that has been constructed on a flimsy premise that you are one continuous individual when you're not, you're just not. After you watch this video, you will be a different person because your mind would have changed. If your mind changes and you are your mind, then you're not quite the same person, are you? You're the same consistent entity, the same consistent persona that presents, but it's different. every Every day, it's different. so. Pull When a person says something to you, just, just stay within that moment. Enjoy the moment for what it is and then give them grace because a lot of the time they're not even aware of what they're saying, or what they're promising, and they're not acknowledging the fact that at any point in time, they're going to wake up and they're going to have more situations present themselves and that's going to throw them off where while they had intended to do something in that moment, they no longer can. And so the defensiveness comes because they feel bad because they can no longer do what they want, but they don't want to look back on themselves and blame themselves. And most of the time, it's not their fault. If we are all victims of circumstances that we cannot control, then it's really nobody's fault. So they are right in that regard, but it's up to you. It is your responsibility to hold tight to just that moment. Like I said, unless they're fucking narcissists or pathological liars, which you probably will know, Give them grace, give them grace. Respect their intention, at least in that moment. Respect that they, at least in that moment, were trying. And then respect that version of themselves. Love that version of them that you see presently right in front of you. I just think back to my daughter, um, just how she's changed throughout the years. And my favorite version of her, honestly, was like the two-year-old version of her because she was so cute <laughs> and so precocious. And I miss that version of her. She's still her. And I and I, I, I love this version that she is becoming, but I there's a part of me that goes, I miss that and I, I will never have that version of her again. You know? It, it's a weird sort of feeling, but it does make you appreciate people where they are or it should, it should make you appreciate people where they are and maybe they change and then they become something different but they're still different. And so it does make you go, okay, like I understand that consistently, this, this expectation for consistency while admirable and noble is not realistic because the only thing that's consistent is this persona in a sense of this illusion of consistency, a person changes day to day. They do. Give them grace. Another thing you need to understand, and this is from the conversations I've been having with my cousin. He, without giving too much detail, he's sort of, well, he's dating. And um, once again, I'm not, I'm just trying to give too much details. He's, he doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, so I will just talk. watch this be the episode that he does. He does listen, but he, his idea is, well, I talk to you all the time. You'll just tell me. What you talked about in the podcast and it's like it's not the same thing because the podcast is just like an idea like here's everything that's in my head and once i get it out i don't really feel the need to then go and revisit it's more of a now i have an understanding of it and how does that manifest but anyway he's talking to this girl i'm gonna just tell all his business he's talking to this girl <laughs> and the first part of the dating phase you guys know like the talking phase where it's like that person can do no wrong and you can't see their flaws and everything about them is perfect and you're just like this is it this is the one and you feel really good and i was watching him through that and i kept saying you're going too fast slow down only because balance I went back and revisited the Kabbalion, one of my favorite books, and I will keep revisiting it because time and time again, the tenets of it prove true. The code in the simulation is very straightforward. The strings that control everything, of which we are puppets, is right there. You could see it if you pay attention. If you spend a considerable amount of time only seeing the good in a person, be prepared to spend a considerable amount of time only seeing the bad in the person. I'll say that again. If you're going through a period right now where the person that you're talking to can do no wrong and all you see is all that's good, enjoy it. Enjoy that version of them. Enjoy that experience of them. It's like I mentioned with my daughter and how she was at that age. Enjoy that. But the zero is coming. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not like a ha It's just... The balance gets imposed. The system will impose the balance. That's how it is. That is how it's built. Zero, one, 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 zero, zero, zero. It will impose the balance. It's so fucking obvious that it's not even like it's so predictable. Like just know that whatever it is you're going through right now with a person, if all you're seeing is they're good. Understand that there's gonna come a time when all you see is their bad. If you are in moments where you're feeling super elated with the person, it's okay. Once that passes and it will pass, when you're going through where you only see the bad in them, try to remember that it's not them, it's the system imposing the balance. I'll say that again. Once you get past that moment where all you see is good, then understand that the system will then impose a period where all you see is they're bad. If you can get past that, if you can, if the person that you're sort of talking to is conscious and you can say to them, Hey, listen, the negativity we're going through right now, it's imposed. Let's like barrel down. Let's just roll through this. Yeah. It's shit. It's shit. It's shit. Let's go through this, through this together. The problem is that most of the time when you are in a relationship with a person, they're not conscious. They're not aware. They're not aware of this. It's something I I, I tell my husband, like when we're going through stuff where it's like we're super positive, in my head I'm like, it's okay, the zero is coming. And then when we're going through it and he starts to pick a fight, it takes everything in my power to just like go, okay, bite my tongue and be like, yep, that's fine, that's fine. It's like taking hits. You know, he used to to be a boxer. So I talked to him about the boxing. Like we use boxing analogies when we talk. So like sometimes like you're winning, you're like, (laughs) hitting and it's like, yeah, 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 all your punches are landed. But sometimes you've gotta, you've gotta block. You just gotta block. Cause the game, it's coming. You know, it's coming for you. You just gotta block. And you block and you get through it. Don't get caught up in the illusion. It's all illusion. And that applies also to the positive phase where you're like, ooh, lovey dovey and da-da-da-da. That's fine. Enjoy that high. But brace yourself for the hangover because it's coming. You see that over and over again. I use the high and hangover for a reason. There are people who drink. keep coming back to alcohol. Not a good thing, guys. Find other coping mechanisms. It's okay to cope. Like, look at the fucking world we're in right now. Like, how many people aren't aware of the shit that we're talking about and we've talked about on this podcast, on this channel, in the videos? There's not that many people who are thinking of this. They're just getting... Swung in one direction and the other. Not that many people who have read the Kabbalion. Not that many people who are conscious. Not that many people who are aware. So they're just suffering through life. If you are aware of this, then the suffering can be diminished when you see the zeros. You can sort of just roll with the punches until you kind of get to the other side, right? It's very important that you're you're mindful of this. It's very important that you're aware of this so that you don't get caught up and suffer unnecessarily. There's things that I need done. And I know, like I'm on Fiverr, I know the first person I message is going to be a dud. I know the second person I message is going to be a dud. At this point in time, it's so fucking predictable. I keep trying, like maybe this first person won't be shit. 10 out of 10. Trust me, I've tried it. 10 out of 10. Most of the time the person is like, that's not the person I'm looking for. The first attempt, because it, it, it's so, the code is so fucking obvious, guys. Try it. Now that this is like sp- pay attention. Whenever you want to do something, try it. See prove me wrong. Yes, there might be statistical flukes when on the one off you try something and it goes exactly your way, but no. No. It it is so obvious. It's literally I can tell you what the code is. The first the first attempt is always going to is always going to be a failure. It's like anything, you're move past it. You cannot afford to keep having emotional reactions to something that's a program. I'll say that again. You cannot afford to keep having emotional responses to something that's a program. I have a friend, when, um, when they're having a conversation, their echo, their Amazon echo goes off, and then they'll go, echo, off, oh, and they say it all aggressively, and I like, ignored it for a while, and then I was like, why are you angry? looks <laughs> like and they were like what i was like why are you yelling at your echo like it doesn't give a fuck <laughs> it's not gonna like recognize oh no like he raises his voice it's not intuitive it's not intelligent in that way you getting angry at something that's mechanical is just is an exertion of your energy it's a waste of your energy you're you're like that why that's unnecessary and it's kind of goofy you yelling a machine i mean if that makes you feel better Go for it, but it's an automatic system. You just saying, hey, stop doing that. It will, you know, echo off. It will go off. And I guess they didn't realize they were doing it, but then once it was brought to their attention, I noticed the next time they were having a conversation, like an echo came on, like they calmly talked. to it. I want you guys to keep that same energy for like your life. I'll say that again. I want you guys to keep that same energy for your life. Whenever you're going through, just go through it. It doesn't make any sense to expel the unnecessary energy. It's the game. I keep referring back to the Dark Oracle's Guide to the Multiverse, working on the book version of that. That will be out soon. The other books are coming. It's just pushback, guys. It's just pushback. I've set my intention. I've expressed my will. And the game said, fuck you. (laughs) And that's fine. It's not even even that personal. Because the game didn't say, fuck you. It's actually to go back to what I literally just said. It's automated. The moment I set an intention for something, I've ex- like the, the pushback is built in. The pushback is built in. So it's not even personal. It has nothing to do with me. It's not personal to me. It's an automated program. This individual said that they wanted something done at this particular point in time. Give her the opposite. It, it, the, the obstacles are built in. The obstacles are programmed in. That is part of the game. It is so black and white. There is no room for gray. Could there be statistical flukes? Yes, but we're not talking about statistical flukes. We're talking about what is consistent, what is consistently showing itself, and that's what it is. Stop expelling emotional energy for something that is automatic. See the strings, see the strings. Maybe learn to love your strings. Was it Sam Harris that says that the only freedom that a puppet has is that it learns to love its strings. Maybe that's where I'm headed. It's like, okay, I get it. I get it. That's annoying. Yes, that's fine. Okay. I'm going to try to do something. Yep. The first person that is going to you know, that I'm going (laughs) to send a message to is not going to respond. Fine. Second person. That's okay. This person quoted me something ridiculous. That's fine. It it, it, should not, it should not discourage you. It is an automated response. It should not discourage you. These are automated responses. Back to Midwitch Chronicles. No, I'm sorry. Midwitch Cuckoo. Such a weird name. Um, it's called that because of a cuckoo bird, I believe. The cuckoo bird is a, what they do is they will go to a nest of another bird. If I'm if been calling this appropriately. And it will like lay its eggs. I think it kills the, the eggs that are present. I could be wrong. But it lays an eggs in another species' nest, and then that other species will raise it as their own. Um, and in that book, towards the end, it got really good at the end, like the last couple of chapters was worth waiting. And I typically don't like fiction because fiction does the opposite of what nonfiction does. Fiction will give you will make you wait to the end for the like the ooh, that was it. It's like a lot of build up to the oh, that's something I should really think about. Whereas nonfiction starts with the, ooh, that's something I want to think about and then kind of spreads it through, right? Um, That's just me complaining. But in the book towards the end, and like I said, I'm gonna post this to the Telegram group. I'm gonna put all of the clips together into one video and then I'll put it unlisted on YouTube, but I'll put the link in the Telegram group. And if you don't know how to get to Telegram group, youroneblackfriend.com, you'll see the link there, a bunch of other links too. but the guy through well the author through one of the characters was explaining how there is not one the missing link that we've been told to, that they needed to find as to how human beings came to being um considering the difference the differences between all of the different types of human beings across all the continents it it's almost as though we were just put here um i didn't know this and i and i would imagine that if the author put this in a fictional book that obviously all of fiction still needs fact to sell the story um and Wyndham I think his, his name is Wyndham is a very intelligent guy a couple of other books that he's read uh that he's written as well that I really enjoyed um but basically they were saying or he was saying through this character that there is no clear evolutionary like it's all evolution and the theory is what it is but there's not that much evidence backing up at, at least where humanity came from human beings came from and then the the sort of one of the conclusions that the author has presented is that could this world be a place where every once in a while just a new species is introduced and that kind of battle royale <laughs> i don't want to spoil the book but that threw me off like i just i keep thinking about that like i didn't yeah, he's right. There it is. You know, Darwin's theory of evolution is still a theory. Yes, there's adaptation, but there are people who sort of have issues with it. And we are lacking evidence, like clear evidence for our own origins. And it does kind of seem as though we kind of just emerged. And there's a lot of our history, the history of humanity, that is missing, that we don't really understand. And as things like the simulation hypothesis and even with AI coming forth present themselves to your to your consciousness, it does make you wonder like, what the fuck is this world? Which is like the consistent theme of this podcast, All right? The consistent question of this podcast. What is this world and what are we doing here? You know, some days I go, we are intentionally here. We are who we really are, non-corporal beings who come into this reality to sort of exist in physical form in the material world and have this sort of limited experience because it's something that we are incapable of outside of reality. And then the opposite end, I go, are we fucking sentient AI? (laughs) Like, are we just robots that somebody put here on this planet? Um, And there are actual conscious beings out there, but we are like just because of all the stuff that's happening to us, we are actually becoming more and more sapient, more and more sentient, more and more self-aware. And this whole reality, this island in the middle of space, as Wyndham put it, is just some sort of consciousness training simulation that you put AIs into, and then it generates like through all the shit that happens to them, all of this adversity, it forces consciousness to the forefront and makes them, you know, ai <laughs> right because if i was going to if i had an, if i had something like chat gpt a program i would i could and i could conceptualize it into a form i would put it in a simulation and i would basically do everything in my power to kind of test it and give it all these experiences so eventually it becomes self-aware and that's kind of like my life if you think about it there's a lot of shit that i went through i mean i started off as an intelligent being but if you, if I told you my life story, you would be like, holy shit, what the fuck, why? Because it was just one bullshit shit storm after another. To be perfectly honest, I didn't even realize how like fucked up my life experiences were um, until I was like talking to a friend about it. And they were like, asking me all this stuff, like how I came to the States, you know, what made me start painting, you know, why, like all the shit I've been through, chemo, like, like dealing with my yeah, it's not even worth it. But when I was done telling them, they're like, "Wow, that is a lot." And then I like didn't even realize it because I just was like, "Yeah, well, that's normal." But it's not actually <laughs> so, just coping through ca- trauma. But it made me think of uh, Dolores um, and uh, the uh, Westworld and how her consciousness sort of emerged after a series of just repeated unfortunate events and then you think about life in in our reality and the frustration we're continuously met with where we start off our day and all the obstacles i mean it's it's staggering how much shit we go through on a daily basis and we still manage to like find the joy in it find the beauty in all things but god it's a lot (laughs) like it almost feels intentional everything feels intentional all of these rules you know gravity speed of light everything that we are we are observing, observer effect, um, everything we're observing in physics, as well as the things I've been discussing on this channel, like, you know, the code, right? Whenever you start off something, expect the pushback, the pushback effect, the Daemon program. These are all terms that I've coined throughout the podcast. It just feels programmed in. Like, you can't, it takes too much mental space. It's like believing in magic, Like for me to believe that everything that we're experiencing right now was just random. That there was one statistical fluke at the beginning of the universe. This is Brian Greene's hypothesis. Well, it's not his, but he echoes it. There's just one statistical fluke at the beginning of the universe that has now led to the reality that we have now. Mm -mm. No, there's definitely organizing principles in our reality. You can see it. You can see it. You could see it. It's not random at all. There's definitely an algorithm. There's there are things that I've said that I wanted while I'm going through other things, and then when I sort of let go of the thing that's not working for me, immediately what I do, what I did want, the missing bit presents itself. There's only so many times that that something like that happens. Well, you're you're in your mind. You are just how how does that perfect match keep presenting itself time and time again? There's only so many times that it happens before you go, okay, something else is going on. There's no way this shit is random. There's no way this shit is random. That doesn't imply that the Bible is real. And that's the other thing that like, I think materialists, it stops them from going further into intelligent design because then they immediately feel like by thinking that they're validating the Bible and it's like, you're still limited. That doesn't mean that the Bible is real. The Bible can still just be a book, but there's certainly designers. Like, look around. Use your common sense. Ignore the shit that we have been told to believe. They're certainly designers. This world is designed. We are designed. We are organic. Our bodies are, anyway. Organic robots. Shave my head. That's why I got the scarf on. Um, and I've just been looking. Long story. I've just been looking. I like it, actually. Quite liberating. But I was, like, looking at myself in the mirror. Today, I realize I kind of look like doctor, like a brown doctor, Manhattan. But yesterday I was like, we're we're working on a video um, featuring ChatGPT, we conceptualized a visual form and it's gonna be a discussion on how ChatGPT perceives itself. So we generated image and I looked and I was like, oh, it's like, doesn't have hair. Of course it doesn't, it wouldn't have hair. What would be the purpose? It's very functional. And I was like looking in the mirror, and I was like, I kind of look like a robot. <laughs> I don't know. random sidebar. Um, but yeah, it was it just I mean I did a little bit. I did. And then you look at people and it's like it's it's the same model. Like we all have more or less, I mean, unless there's a disability, but we have the same the same same lips, teeth, nose, eyes, skull, balanced human, but even with like most animals, it's the same sort of balance. It's very intentional design. What is this world? That is the question. Nobody has a definitive answer. Maybe the answer doesn't matter. And maybe this world is what we made it or make it. Maybe it's just a simulation that keeps reiterating over and over again. Maybe we've been here. Maybe we are all in some way, Dolores in different forms. Let's go back to the two points I made at the beginning of this video. Give people grace because no matter what they say in that moment, respect that that was their intention in that moment and then let them be, All right? Understand that they're going to wake up the next day after they said whatever it is that they said and then life is going to slap the shit out of them. <laughs> And they're going to try to handle that if they're not conscious, if they're not aware, if they're in their head, if they've not realized there is a voice in their head, there's so many people out there that are like, I don't have a voice in my head. Yo, you're suffering suffering. Because it's one thing to like be like, okay, there's definitely an internal monologue. What can I do about it? If you can't even acknowledge that there is a problem, that's even worse. I hate to say it, right? There's so many people out there that are just dealing with just, they get up and it's just one thing after another and they're getting emotionally caught up in everything. And then you're in there with your bullshit and they're just like, I can't even function. I'm just trying to get through the day. Most people are just trying to get through the day. If we're being honest, I noticed that when I went to England, so many people who drink and if they're not drinking, they're drinking, like if they're not drinking alcohol, they're drinking tea, which is copious amounts of caffeine. Same thing in the States. We may not be as bad as in in the UK, but gosh, it was just one substance after another. And I get it. Cope. Like I get it. It's okay. I cope. You guys know how I cope. I've just, I've just shifted. I understand that I'm going to need something to cope through life, but what I've decided my addictions are going to be are things that are actually going to be beneficial for my health in the long run. I don't want to partake in anything that long-term is going to fuck me up, but that's, that's all. So I tried marijuana. It didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like what it did to my mind. So I let it go. I just shifted. If you're going to be addicted to something, you can choose your addiction. Just be addicted to good things. So I gave up bad food and I became addicted to healthy food. All right. And as far as like mind altering substances, I gave up marijuana. I don't drink because it. Is detrimental to my skin, to my hair, to my body. I, I don't want that. But instead, I've, I've talked to you guys about broccoli spouts, sulfur, being the active ingredients, mustard seed to aid absorption, and then I microdose mushrooms. Occasionally, they're still coping mechanisms. They're just better. They're they're the mushrooms. They they fix my mind slowly over time. I'm always going to advocate microdosing over macrodosing because the way I see macrodose, it's like a sledgehammer and you kinda wanna go in and over time chisel things. You wanna chisel your mind, not slam it. So that that's my approach to each their own, but that's my approach, that's my perspective, that's how I deal with things. And then the broccoli sprouts and the sulforaphane is to heal the gut, right? Because they say you've got all these receptors and in, in your gut, right, um, the, the blood, brain, barrier or something like that, um, leaky gut causes issues, but also you want to create an environment where good bacteria can live, right? It's not hostile to good bacteria so that your serotonin levels are properly aligned and dopamine, there's research out there of people who are saying what I'm saying now, but better. Um, go read about it. So that that's where I'm at, the sense of balance, you know? And I listen to audiobooks. That's my mental instead of listening to my internal monologue, which for whatever reason it's still addictive. Um, I will turn on an audiobook instead, because I can't listen to the voice in my head and to a book at the same time. So I've just shifted. You know, those are my I, I fast. I can control that. Right? So as opposed to eating fast foods, I just fast. <laughs> I've just shifted. I've just shifted. I know that there are things that I'm gonna need to do to get through life, but I've just made more conscious choices of things that are life affirming or health affirming versus things that are harmful. You could do it too, just shift your addiction. Painting, that's my addiction. Writing, creating, listening to music. You can be addicted to all these things. It's okay, we have our addictions, but maybe instead of drinking coffee, you drink green tea. Maybe instead of drinking copious amounts of coffee and caffeine, you reduce it, you give yourself some time. Your body, like I can, I don't drink caffeine a lot unless when I travel. And the unless when I travel is a recent thing, I just realized, well, you don't have to drink like a whole, th- I can't even handle a big thing of like tea, but a little bit is enough for me. If you max out and have a huge cup of coffee, what you're telling your body is I need more. So your body will adapt to what you give it. But if you control that, once again, I microdose everything. I microdose everything. It's a dosage, is the medicine, but it's also the dosage that is the poison. Stuff to think about. Right. So, some information I wanted to share with you. Give people grace, understand space time, 4D <laughs> universe, um, black universe, and understand that the person that you're dealing with now is not the same person. It's just not. That, that you were dealing with that said what they said, and also understand, and give them space, and not just space, give them grace. I knew it rhymed with space. Give them grace, and also understand that the the balance will always be imposed. I keep coming back to the Stoics. I think after I finish the book I'm presently reading, I'm gonna go to um, Montaigne, one of my favorite books. This book is long as shit. Um. And I've only gone through it one time. I'm searching my library. Uh, I want to share that with you guys. If you want to, you don't have to go through it oh, like the way I'm going to go through it. But it's called the Complete Essays of Montaigne, and it's M-O-N-T-A-I-G-N-E. It was written a while ago. I can't tell you when, but what this what he did was take all of the writings of all the Stoics across time and put them into like one really cool book, one really cool essay. And if you just want to like inundate your brain with Stoicism, it's worth a read. Sorry, I'm like, I know I keep looking down, I'm trying to see if it will give like a description. This is just more talking about the translation. Yeah, not really talking about the book, but it is it is a good read. It's 49 hours listen. But if you increase the speed, you can get it. And you could just do a whole week. You don't have to go through it on one day. You can give it a whole week and sort of drown your brain in Stoicism. What I like about Stoicism is that it it is a it's a way of teaching your brain to impose a balance and to see things for what they are. It, it really, it really is a great philosophy. It's one of my favorite philosophies. Um and then if you want to follow up with that, Letters from a Stoic, as as you guys have heard me say. Um, Time and Time Again is another favorite book, Seneca, the Younger, one of my favorite thinkers through time. Definitely if if I had a time machine, I would go back and hang out with that guy. He'd probably be like, who the hell are you? (laughs) And I would be like, I'm the doctor. (laughs) Anyway, that, that was, uh, it was funny when I went to record this, I was like, this is just going to be a two minute video. I just want to get this. It's a whole podcast, which is fine. This is fine. We keep it moving. I'm long-winded. I like to talk. I hope this was helpful, guys. Um, yeah, if this was helpful, feel free to leave a comment. If you have any questions, comment below. Any thoughts, comment below. Not just for you. Maybe other people will come in the comments and read what you have to say so that they then know that they aren't alone. You know, Maybe there's other members of the hive mind, the collective and the group. i got to do more about that. Maybe another video on that because that is fascinating to me. The idea that I'm just a cell, not in the collective consciousness and like we're all as Brahmin, but like smaller, smaller groups. Sense eight, if you want to watch it, it's not, it's like, I would give it like a six out of 10. The concept is what is the bulk of it is what I'm giving it, but the, the delivery sometimes a bit, okay, seven out of 10. It's a good show. It's just not what I would have done with it, which who am I? Um, but sense eight kind of gives you an idea of what i'm it's a conceptualization of what I'm discussing here, but I think operating with this mindset makes life a little bit more fun because it's like okay, I'm not alone like there's other people that share my mind. It's wild in theory, of course, in theory, anyway, <laughs> thanks for watching.